0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter.
1: Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about lilies and leeches and when Tara suggested this topic I thought What on earth (laughs) is lilies and leeches? And then when I read her notes, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. We're going to, uh, you're going to love this. So, Tara's going to be doing most of the talking today because this is all her prep and it's based on a talk that she saw. So, I'll let her give you a little bit of background into it.
0: So, I watched a talk online. I'm not even 100% sure where I saw it, but I will do some Googling and put some links in the show notes. A American professor, Ned Hallowell, his name is, he described the concept of lilies and leeches when he was talking about prioritizing and simplifying your day and your life and your tasks. And it really resonated with me. So, I want to walk you through it in case you have the same light bulb moments that I did. And essentially, it's about the fact that we are so hyper-connected in today's society and have everything at our fingertips and these insanely huge expectations of ourselves. And together with that, we seem to carry this feeling of the never-ending task list and Beck and I were just chatting before the show. I think this is something you can relate to, Beck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just complaining about my my bookings and and being a real whinger because I'm sure there are people out there who run their own business that would love to be booked up for a few months, and all I can do is complain about it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we did. We had a little bit of chat about my current sense of overwhelm and I think that you know this actually will help me a little bit as well so and the thing with with you is if
0: it was just the bookings that would be fine you probably wouldn't have a problem with that it's the fact
1: that it's the bookings on top of all the other stuff in your life Mm. as well yeah and the bookings come with other stuff too like the more clients you have on the go the more admin you have to do Mm -hmm. you know and all that kind of stuff as well so I did a like a count of current clients and it was like in the 30s and I just went how did that happen <laughs> how did I let that happen so yeah it's um there's lots of lots on at the moment yeah well and
0: the problem I find too is you don't stop even when you're busy you don't stop having ideas So you keep getting these ideas for things that you can do, whether it be fun, hobby, relaxation, travel you want to do, or things to do in your business, something else you want to write or something to put out. And you've got all these ideas and then no time to actualize them. So that becomes really frustrating as well. Or you'll write them on your list that you never get (laughs) to the bottom of. Um, So that can be quite frustrating. And... We overcommit, don't we, to dozens of oh, things. Yeah. So, yes. Especially if they're exciting,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like it's a bit of a hangover from COVID as well. Maybe not so much for you in Adelaide, but I know a friend of mine in Melbourne was talking about this recently. She can't say no to anything because this is exactly what she was begging for for months when they were locked oh, down. Yeah. And I'm get it, guessing a yeah. lot of people will be similar through the uk and europe and america as things open up more you don't want to turn down a night out or um an offer of this or come and speak at this or extra clients whatever because people have been quiet for so long and been craving this that now that you've got access to it all we are saying yes to everything and forgetting Mm. actually how lovely some of those peaceful quiet moments were
1: yeah. Yeah. And so again, we were chatting before recording and you've had that exact thing happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just, were so tempted to say yes to something and you were very good and you didn't.
0: Yeah. I was, we're trying to preserve some space and a bit of um, mm-hmm. slow down time, which is, which is tough. I still find it pretty tough. Um, so with the overcommitment, we also have too many projects on the go and a lot of people that work in corporate environments would be familiar with this lots of projects mm. simultaneously and trying to move the needle on lots of things at
1: the same time and so you've got energy yeah. going in all different directions and you're working really hard on a whole lot of things and nothing ever gets actually finished that mm. <laughs> they're they all kind of plod along a little bit but you don't get to cross much off when you're working on a lot of things simultaneously
0: mm. It's also that idea of having too many tabs open, and I'm not—I'm not that person in my web browsers most of the time. Uh, you can tell when I've had a really. Um, overwhelming day because I will go open my laptop and there will be 20 tabs open because I've (laughs) thought oh I need to find a recipe for this oh and I need to check the address of the dance place for my daughter and I need to um, find out what school supplies have to go back and I need to and I think of all these things that I open all these tabs searching for stuff but I never either close them because I haven't written it down or I haven't bought the supplies or I haven't put the dance address in my phone it's like everything is half done but I think mentally we have that as well
1: all the too many tabs open yeah I've always got a trillion tabs open in my brain the one on my computer is really good I'm excellent at keeping my tabs down to about six or seven Mm -hmm. and but in my brain I've got you know six or seven million (laughs) tabs open I think that's ADHD for you though
0: well so all of that Leads to generally feeling overwhelmed, which I'm sure most of us are pretty familiar with. And then also Mm. uh, a feeling of paralysis about what to do next. And I quite often get the deer in the headlights moment where Mm. I'm like suddenly presented with a chunk of time, like, oh, actually, I've got 20 minutes before I have to go and collect the kids. What do I do? And I'm quite often I will waste the time scrolling because. I've got so many things to do. I don't even know where to start. Mm. Um, that paralysis yeah. you find when you've you've got too many options um, and then you don't achieve anything.
1: Yeah, I do that. And that's, that's an ADHD thing as well is where you're – I mean, if you think of your brain like a computer, if you've got too much running at any one time – It grinds to a halt Mm -hmm. and that's what happens um with adhd brains is that when you've got too many tabs open in your brain basically the brain just it just curls up its toes and it shuts down and so you end up with this it's 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 a bit like paralysis but you can't even it's more like anxiety so Mm -hmm. there's just so much that you just your body just gets so anxious that it then wants to escape. So you go into like flight mode <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't do anything. And so I've found myself, you know, several occasions laying on my bed, staring at the ceiling going, I really should get up and do whatever. And my body wouldn't just like, nah. <laughs> like no, you're not moving, you're not doing anything. And so it's just like there's, there's the idea of, okay, I should be doing this stuff, but my body just says, Absolutely not. Like, we, I can't, can't. I just can't. So it's really, it's a really interesting thing, and it just, it, it results in a significant amount of avoidance of particular things. Like I've been known to not open my computer when I've been feeling overwhelmed, knowing very well that opening my computer and doing a few things will stop the overwhelm because mm-hmm. you know it'll cross a few things off the list. But I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah.
0: Well, and see, I, I kind of go the other way a lot I will be very busy I'll have days and weeks where I'm very very busy and then I think w- actually what what have I what have I accomplished what did I do? like ah. I've been burning all this energy and it's going a little bit here and a little bit there in all these different directions and then feel as though my energy is not leading to any quality output so it's not really satisfying i'm i'm not making any big waves or any big movements in one direction it's all just
1: dissipating (laughs) so yeah well this is the i actually say this to clients a lot um the the analogy that i use is like you're rowing really really fast but you're in the wrong pond Mm -hmm. and so that's what happens is you actually are working really hard you just You just yeah, you're in the wrong pond, so you're not achieving what it is that you need to achieve.
0: So, bearing all that in mind, when I came across this idea of cultivate lilies, not leeches, it really kind of hit me between the eyes. So, Dr. Ned Halliwell, his background is in psychiatry, and he specialises in ADHD. He's written something crazy like twenty books and been on about a million TV shows. I don't even know if I'm exaggerating, maybe slightly, but he oh, has actually written <laughs> slight 20 Slight exaggeration, books. yeah. But he has been on a lot of shows and he specialises in helping people deal with distraction. And I will put all of Dr. Ned Hallowell's links in the show notes, his website is full of amazing resources and heaps of free stuff and downloads and podcast episodes and all sorts of stuff. So Ned's concept of lilies versus le- leeches, he's he came up with it because he was suggesting that many smart people will continue to underperform because they are not prioritizing what they're doing. And we all get that. We can see that that happens all the time. So he thinks we need to focus our attention and narrow it down, simplify the list of what we're giving our energy to. And that's easy to say, And has been said by a lot of different um, gurus and coaches and people across time when it comes to achievement, everyone kind of, it's like the um, never ending record of prioritise, set Mm -hmm. goals, narrow your focus. (laughs) But it's the way that he explained lilies versus leeches and the image that it created in my head that helps me to actually do it sometimes. Definitely more Mm -hmm. than I used to. And I don't know if it's because it's a visual thing for me and that has more Mm. impact, um, especially when I'm in that moment of deciding, but I thought it might be something that that other people, especially people that, um, you know, the the whole visual thing helps them cut through the the chaos or the noise Mm. in their head. I wanted to share it because it's a tool you could use and put in your arsenal when you feel as though you're either underachieving
1: or overwhelmed by how much you've got on your plate yeah and yeah I think people will love this because people we we people Mm. uh, really like concrete things when things are a little bit abstract we we don't remember them as well they you know the the idea of like you said you know prioritizing yes prioritize prioritize is important everyone knows prioritizing is important but it's such a kind of a general boring thing that you you don't really There's just nothing to to anchor you. But having this concept of something that you can actually visualize and apply a logic to in a a moment where you need to make a decision, I think is going to be really good for people. I think they'll love it.
0: So the idea of a lily. Lilies are people or projects that are really worth it. And some of them might require a ton of effort or a whole lot of time, but they're the things that give great rewards. So they're the kind of projects or um, things that you devote your energy to that are really worth it in the long run. So examples of that might be children. I'm pretty sure
1: they're worth it in the long run, aren't Mm -hmm. they?
0: (laughs) i'm not i'm not sure yet i'm hoping that's the case
1: Um, yeah i'm getting to i I don't know i'm not in the long run yet but um yeah is i don't know if 18 years of parenting is the long run (laughs) yet it's probably probably got another 30 years of it before i can say that
0: Uh, um he suggests relationships as well um you know business whether that be uh your own small business or if you're working within a business, I guess the big projects that propel that business forward. If you've got a calling or you feel like you've got some specific life's purpose, that would be a lily, definitely. And then just think of the big ticket projects. If you work for someone else, what, what are the big projects? What are the things that at the end of the year, you will look back and go, yes, that made a difference. Or yes, that, increase sales, or yes, that enhance people's welfare. All the big ticket stuff, um, they're the lilies. And another one I can think of on a personal note is health and wellness. Um, One of those things that's pretty easy to not prioritise, but it's definitely a lily, could require a whole lot of effort and time, but it's worth nurturing because the long-term goal is is
1: worth it. You want that output at the end. I don't know. It must be me, but I don't know. obviously don't know enough about flowers. Are lilies hard to grow or something? Is that why he's used that as an analogy? Cuz I don't grow like a li- I've got a piece lily that I absolutely hate, you know. Mm-hmm. He and I hate each other. Um he's a real jerk actually and I'm probably going to throw him in the compost soon. But um, Maybe that's (laughs) – it's funny actually that, yeah, we've got to nurture our lilies and I'm like, I'm going to throw them in the compost. Clearly it's not going to be for me. If you can hear the tapping in the background, I'm Googling, are
0: lilies hard to grow? (laughs) Oh, no, it says says, Google tells us though lilies look like they'd be fussy plants, they're actually very easy to grow. They're not particular about soil type or pH and they grow well in full sun, part sun, dappled shade and even light shade.
1: So, well, there you go. So maybe the analogy would work for people like me who hates her peace lily um, because it's very difficult. Um, and maybe I should persist a little bit longer with him. But I was th- like, as as a as a bit of a gardener, I was just thinking it might be like there's other other lilies. I think that might like water lilies. I think he might mean water lilies because you know those there's those rare water lilies. Yeah,
0: well, and that would make sense given that it's a pond scenario
1: with the leeches ah yes there you go okay it solved the mystery in my brain now. <laughs> um, right now I'm now I'm googling water lilies <laughs> stop it we have to go to the next section all right um so then what are their leeches
0: so leeches then are the people or projects that really just aren't worth it so you and I have talked before a lot about return on investment and mm. as- particularly when it comes to stuff and you know the stuff you own and the energy you give it but This also goes for projects. So the projects or the outputs of energy, the things that are time suckers or energy suckers that don't really pay you back. So it's not to say that those projects or those people or those time sucks aren't worthwhile in their own right. They're just not worth it for you. So one example I can think of is like a toxic or exhausting, or one-sided relationship, and that's not to say. So, say you've got you've got a relationship with um, a friend, and it's it's really one-sided. You know, I don't know. Without giving specifics of of whatever or going too deep down this point, it's not to say that person is not worth it. But if you are not getting um, return, or you, if you're feeling worthwhile and and this isn't just for five minutes this isn't just um your friends going through a hard time and they're mm. they're requiring a bit more attention okay it friendship goes a bit deeper than that but if if we're talking you know long-term relationships that are all one-way traffic it's not to say the person is not worthwhile but that relationship is probably a leech for you it's not worthwhile um for you mm. to stay in that so Another example would be social media for mm-hmm. some people, because I know some people get a lot of value out of it, some people grow their businesses through it. But social media is a huge time suck and a huge energy suck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the return and on investment used.
1: is yeah. pretty low, yeah. <laughs> it's virtually nil. <laughs> but this is, it. I think, with social media, the return on investment. Is it's almost like um, it's almost like you know, like shares. So if you were to watch, if you invested in shares, and if you were to look at the share price every single day, mm-hmm. you would get like there would be times where you would get like a little boost, and then other times where you would get nothing. Um, but it's only the over the long term share price that's actually the the thing for you. The, the important thing. And I think social media is a bit like that as well. Is that you do get some little short-term ROIs, mm-hmm. like you get like the adrenaline and the serotonin hits um, because we're addicted <laughs> basically to and we're habituated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's that long-term thing as well um, of, you know, what kind of, you know, when we look at back at our life and realise we've spent you know, 5,000 hours scrolling Instagram is, you know, that going to – that's not actually going to give you that little hit that you might have got during the process of spending those hours scrolling Mm. through Instagram.
0: Yep. Along with that goes obligations. So committees and groups, and we've talked about this before, if if that's your thing, then they might be a lily. If you were born to run the PTA – and you love that and you thrive in that environment, that could be your lily. But for other mm. people, for some people, if it is not your thing, you need to let it go because this, this leech might be someone else's lily and their purpose, so let them have it. But when you start resenting it um, or the time it's taking and you don't see the long-term benefit in it for you mm. or for others, um, if you feel like it's just, there's other places that you would rather devote
1: your energy, then it might be something you let go. Yep. Another thing that, that I think of is things that you're doing that are on other people's to do lists. Mm. So where you accidentally volunteer, cause you're a bit of a yes person and a people pleaser, uh, you accidentally volunteer to do something that's important to someone else, but isn't actually part of things that are valuable for you in the long term or part of your long-term goals but you do them because you you are you are acting out of a habitual behavior where you're seeking maybe validation or acceptance or something like that so you take on these tasks that are important to other people um, instead of yourself
0: yeah and look small there are lots of small projects that take lots of time that don't make a big impact like we said and sometimes they can be have big impacts for other people and they will use you to Mm. do the work and I know this happens in work environments a lot of the time you get pulled left right and center to help other people have their big project make their big break you know that kind of thing but Mm. you're not and like I'm not encouraging people to be really selfish and operate like a solo and, and think only of yourself but the problem is when you spend so much time on the leeches, your lilies miss out. And like, I mm. even think, I feel like I could spend my entire week cleaning my house <laughs> if I mm. let myself like, and, and cooking and baking and all of that. But, and it's, there are some days where I really enjoy that, but then I get to the end of the day and I think, oh, I wanted to sit down and write that, or I wanted to read my book or I wanted to contact that person and I haven't done it because all these little jobs which if they are left undone for today will still be there tomorrow if they are left undone for a week will still be there in a week and but I consume my time or I fill my time with all these little leachy tasks like cleaning the house so now I'm much better at having at least a couple of lilies in my day so I have a, a bit of a boundary around what by 1 p.m. I'm done. If it's not done in the house by 1 p.m., it doesn't get done. So it doesn't matter if, you know, washing the towels was on my list for this morning. If I haven't got to that by 1 o'clock, it gets bumped to tomorrow because after 1 o'clock then I do my longer-term tasks or the the Lily-type stuff that I that I want to do rather than the stuff
1: that I feel is just sucking my energy. Yeah, all the stuff that you feel – is very habituated mm. for you and gives you a sense of achievement because you can look at it and go, you know, I swept and I vacuumed and I actually did towels on Tuesday and I didn't have to do towels on Wednesday, which would just freak me out completely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so yeah, those things that give you you that sort of comfort and I think yeah that all of that habit based stuff. Yep that we busy ourselves with because we want to feel like we've achieved something. But yeah, like you said, a lot of that stuff isn't actually related to our lilies at all. Mm.
0: And emails are the same. There are like, if you go through your inbox and realize how many emails in there you have and how many of them are critical or important to you, like so few, But yet we will sit and read them all. And that's where, you know, we've talked previously about unsubscribing from stuff like that. Because Mm. most emails you get are not essential information. And yet we will devote an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. Some people will go back and forth all day um, checking emails, reading whatever this place has got a sale, the newsletter from this company And they'll read them or at least read the first few lines to decide it's not worth their energy. But if you weren't getting them at all and the only emails Mm. you were getting were the critical things about your big project at work, about um, your kids' dance recital, about your kids' soccer match, whatever it is. um, If you were only getting the important emails, how much time would you Mm. save?
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. it's. It's funny when you said that about the emails, because I immediately thought about my inbox and I was like, how many are, how many are lilies and how many are leeches? And I think like 80 to 90% of them are related to clients. So I'm like, oh, I can't get rid of those. (laughs) They're like, they're Mm -hmm. in the lily category. Uh, But that said, there are some things that I still do get that are a bit like leech based if they're client related as well um so things that i might have like asked a question i've asked somebody that i didn't need to ask them in the first place you know so then i got a reply and you know i didn't really need that reply because i didn't need to ask that kind of stuff
0: yeah and i even have leeches that i've willingly subscribed to as in (laughs) you know like i've purchased a um a membership to a like a online magazine or something like that and then I think and then it comes in and I go oh I've got to read that because I feel obligated and I'm like why like if I don't want to read it anymore sure I paid for it sure if I'm not reading it it's a waste of money but like I read it out of you, obligation
1: like how insane is that do you have a specific one in mind because I have one of those and I think it's because you gave me yeah you had it yeah it's the same one. I got
0: when I got when I purchased a subscription I got a buy one get one free to a particular magazine which won't be named here and I was like do you want this so now that's good I'm glad I'm sharing my obligation and time wasting
1: (laughs) with you I know I never read that and like I get it and then I feel guilty for not reading it because you gave it to me when you could have given it to someone else who would read it no because
0: I bought Uh. it for me and I even I don't read it so there you go Oh, okay. Um, that was funny. Please unsubscribe to that, Beck, I give you, <laughs> I give you the gift of freedom. Oh, One less email a month. Um, yeah. So the idea of conceptualising a lily or a leech is when you look at your day or your week or your task list, work out what things are lilies and what things are leeches. And to cultivate the lilies in your pond, you've got to rid yourself of the leeches that suck all your time and attention, So there will be some leeches that you can't get rid of. So if it's a person in your life, like a relative, for example, maybe you can't just cut them out, but maybe if you're identifying them as something that is sucking your time and attention, you could create some new boundaries around it, like timings or frequency. And an example of this um, I had a client whose mother-in-law was very intrusive she's called very like quite frequently um was retired had a lot of time on her hands and wanted to know everything that was going on in this person's life and how much they'd spent on groceries and <laughs> what color they'd painted their nails and just she had lots of time and was genuinely interested now you're not going to cut your mother-in-law out of your life well maybe you are but I wouldn't recommend it um <laughs> But what you can do is set some boundaries around that and go, okay, like she calls out of nowhere and then I lose two hours on the phone when I really want to be devoting that time to a project at work or organizing my kid's birthday party or whatever it is. So maybe you create a boundary and say, look, you know what? Sunday afternoons is a good time to call. Love your chats. Happy to talk. But Sunday afternoons is a time that's free for me because that's when I'm walking so I'll take my phone and I'll walk and I'll talk you know like or happy for you to call but I'm gonna have to limit our chats to 20 minutes because that's what I've got so it's it doesn't always have to be a hard and fast cut your leeches can just be a create some boundaries around them um hmm. to limit how much and you time could, they suck
1: yeah and you can create the boundaries even without communication if you don't if it's difficult to say something Mm -hmm. to them. So you can basically just let them go through to voicemail, then shoot them a text and say, hey, sorry, can't talk right now. I'll give you a call when I can. And then you get to call them when you've got time Mm -hmm. um, rather than sort of answering the call, putting up with the call, then resenting them for it (laughs) and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You could sort of just let it go through to voicemail until there's a good time.
0: So one little tip that I really liked from Dr. Hallowell is he said, if you're really struggling to withdraw from a leech or a task you've identified as a leech, ask yourself why. And he said it usually comes from two, one of two things. It's either comfort or inertia. So you're doing it because that's the way you've always done it or you've always done that thing. And so you continue in that same direction. Or the other option is it's guilt and he said, once you figure out why you're having issues with, you know, disconnecting from that, that leech, you're halfway to removing it. And, and it, it makes it much easier. So if you realize that you can't tell your mother-in-law to stop calling you, and that comes from the fact that it's guilt and she's getting on and she's got no, nothing else to do with their time. When you realize that it's guilt that is driving the car here, then you can work on that. Because if you don't know why
1: you can't disconnect from the leech, it makes it harder to, to do it. Yeah. And if you think about even this is like applying to small things, like like me unsubscribing from that magazine mm-hmm. that you subscribed me to, you know, I wasn't disconnecting because I felt obliged to, to listen to it because you had, I think you paid for it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you invested in it. And so for me it was like, oh, Tara paid for this and someone else could get this. And if I unsubscribe, then that's a really ungrateful thing to do. And so for me, yeah, it was guilt. So there'll be some little things that, you know, and then talking to you and you went, oh, you can get rid of that. It's freed me from that guilt. And so, you know, there will be some things that are are tasks that you sort of just say, you know what, I... I I don't know why I'm not, I'm attached to this once you figure it out. Um, so it doesn't have to be a big thing, like a really big relationship. It can just be a small thing, like, um, something that you're doing every day that you decide to question. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it's even things like, you know, if you are volunteering on a committee or something like that, and you've, you know, I've got a friend who was doing a whole lot of volunteering work when her, like in a, kids' music group when her kids were both little and participating in that music group. Her kids grew up or grew a little bit older and went off to school. And she was still spending her Friday mornings hosting the music group for the mums and bubs. And it's that whole thing of, you know, she added immense value, but she was doing it because that's what she had always done. And then when she became incredibly busy with work, it was like, well, hang on, you don't, you don't need to be in that space anymore. I know it's what you've always done and it's what people expect. But if you take a step back and look at it, you can go, Well, you know what? Actually, I don't there's room for someone else whose kids are actively coming to the group to step into that space. Mm. So I think it's yeah, part of it's just about questioning why we why we get so stuck.
1: Hmm. And it could be even things as well where you're you've got an inefficiency. So they're not tasks that you need to drop all together but they're still leeches based on the way you're doing them Mm. so if you're if you've got sort of three particular errands that you run every week so you you know you get the groceries and you go to the library and you check the mailbox for example um or the post box so those three errands if you do them in three separate trips that's going to take up more time than if you bunch them together and you do them all in the one errand mm-hmm. so even little things like that that you know they're a leech but they can become less of a leech or they could maybe not necessarily be a lily mm-hmm. but become less of a leech by being a bit more intentional about about them mm-hmm. so
0: one thing that dr halliwell says is to be aware of having too many lilies and he says yes. too many lilies can become a bit leechish. <laughs> <laughs> he says that when you've got too many worthwhile projects on the go at once, it can crowd out each other's growth and then none of them flourish. So the idea of pruning and cutting back some now and giving each their season. And I get this cuz I can I can have like 10 ideas for my business and stuff I want to create and do and this and that and the other. And it's like they are all worthwhile in their own right but they don't all need to be done now. So all of those lilies Mm. can, you know, maybe I'll pick two and focus on them and the others will have their Mm. season down the track. And so yeah, I think just, yeah, being ruthless with your lilies. Give your pond a bit of a lily weed. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Um, so to summarize, if you're feeling overwhelmed with projects or feel like you're always busy, but not achieving firstly, decide which projects are lilies and which are leeches withdraw or create boundaries around the leechy activities. Try not to have too many lilies and then turn that energy that you've got into a satisfying output by spending more time on the lilies that you've identified.
1: Yep. And um, as those lilies, (laughs) I'm trying to stick with the analogy here, as they bloom and you pick them and you put them on display in your home, you then wait for the next one to bloom. So the things that you've cut out don't have to be cut out forever. They can always come back. Mm,
0: Absolutely. So look, if you would like more details on Dr. Hallowell, his books, his videos, his resources. I will put those links in the show notes. Like I said, you'll probably get a much crisper view of the concept of lilies and leeches from him (laughs) than you did from us. But hopefully it's given you something to grasp and hold on to. And next time you look at that overwhelming task list, just get the image of lilies and leeches and, and see if it helps you, you know, weed a few out.
1: So if you want to have a chat about this further as well, you can always do so in our Facebook community group and we will see you again here next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it
0: if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.